This is the EM Student Podcast, aimed for students on their EM rotation on their drive in the shift. We'll cover high-yield topics and tips in 10-minute segments to get you a head start to succeeding in the ED. This is Brad and Peter, and we're back with another episode. Today's topic, how to write good discharge instructions. So let's talk about how to write good discharge instructions, as well as why that's important. And also, we'd like to know how should we go about asking our senior whether he or she is comfortable with us writing those notes. I think these are solid brownie points, but difficult to do. Practice makes perfect. In terms of asking your senior, at the beginning of shift, ask them if they can write discharge instructions for your patients that may be going home. You can write them and then email them to your senior. Make sure there is no patient identifying information, so emails don't need to be aware of HIPAA. Gotcha. So how should we actually go about writing these discharge notes? I've heard other attendings say it needs to be in plain language. Yeah, right on. Good discharge instructions are important for several reasons. One, they're important for medical or legal reasons to avoid, I didn't understand, they discharged me home. And they're important as it tells the patient what we did and expectations for them to avoid the patient saying they did nothing for me when I came for the visit and I have no idea the workup they did. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, it needs to be in patient language, not medical speak. It needs to be clear and coherent. An example of this is, you were seen for abdominal pain, your CT in the abdomen and pelvis and lumbar spine showed degenerative joint disease, your CBC and BMP showed normal abnormalities. This is super confusing for a patient. What the hell is a lumbar spine? What's a CBC and the BMP? We want to tone this down. Your CT scans showed no concerning abnormalities. Although you do have arthritis over your back, and your blood work showed no concerning abnormalities. Understood. So keep it simple. Maybe before med school or even undergrad. Exactly. And this is surprisingly hard to do. It's a really good skill though, and you'll find this even more important as you go on in your medical career. If you're going to have a good bedside manner, you need to talk with patients in terms they can understand, and not medical jargon and ghibli speak. Sounds good. So what format do you use for writing discharge instructions? I like to divide my discharge instructions into five key components. One, you were seen for, whatever their complaint was. Two, here are the tests we did for you. Remember, you don't want to talk about CBC, BMP, lab work, urine, we did a chest x-ray, we did an EKG, stuff people understand. Three, meds or treatments we want you to take at home. This can be as simple as Tylenol or ibuprofen, but usually it's going to be something for their ailment. Four, when they should follow up with their primary care doctor. In general, you usually have three to four days because it's referred to that if you come to the emergency departments for an emergency. Obviously, this isn't always true, and you'll see different docs do it different ways. Some will basically say, if you came here for a cold, you don't need to follow up with your doctor ever. Some will say, yeah, just check with them on a week as a failsafe. Five, when and why to return to the ED. And this year, you should be fairly specific. You know, if they came in for a cold, you can be a little bit more drastic on their measures, which would be if you're having shorter breath, if you feel like you're going to pass out. But in general, you can taper this over to good reason. So there are different variants on this, and I'll try to put an example that I like to use over in the show notes. So just remember, there's no perfect example of this, and you're trying to talk in patient terms. But these are really important. Practice them. Ask your senior to give an attempt at it. And if you can crank these out in a fairly quick fashion, you'll really be assisting your team, and they may even use your discharge uh, instructions over for the patient. Okay. Thanks a lot, Dr. Schwartz. We just covered the process of writing discharge instructions.
Thanks for tuning in to the EM Student Podcast. Please email us at emstudentpodcast at gmail.com with any comments on the material or idea for future podcasts. Remember, the ED is a serious place, but it's also about doing what you enjoy. Good luck and go have some fun.